definitely human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Monster Hunters, Series 2. Episode 4, X, The Terror from Beneath. Beast be with you, Bert. And just you take care of Mr. Sprinkles. That weather's treacherous. Oh, don't you worry about Mr. Sprinkles, young Frieda. Soon as he's home and at his bath, he'll be as right as ninepence. Will you just get home quick? You know what they say about nights like this. Close, Close the, the door! door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never understand that joke. Mr. Sprinkles, here, boy. Oh, darn mutt slipped his lead again. Mr. Sprinkles! Mr. Sprinkles, have you gone down the barrow? What did I say? If you go down the barrow, I get your bow. I don't understand it either, so come back here before I have to work it out. Mr. Sprinkles, don't make me come and fetch you, because I will. I'll definitely come and get you. I'm not joking. Are you coming? Right, I suppose I better come and get you then. Here, get out of that hole. Them archaeologists fellows won't like it. Remember what they said when you gnawed on their caveman? Yeah, what's that noise? What have you found? Oh, beast preservers! Mr. Sprinkles! What is that thing? Oh, get away! Stop singeing my trousers! Get away! Get away! No! Take two elements, any two elements, say electricity and water, on their own, perfectly harmless. But when you mix them together, maybe in a bowl, dynamite! Roy Steel, Biff, Wham, Kapow! Ooh! And Lorimer Chesterfield, his mind like a lighthouse, calling in lonely myths from across the sea. My name is Sir Maxwell House. I took those two elements and like some kind of scientific blacksmith, I forged them together. Forged them into a team that would look danger in the eye and bring it down with the knowledge of a man and the fist of a man. They are the Monster Hunters! And then I punched the sturgeon right in the gills. The sea is no place for that kind of behaviour. <laughs> and Jacqueline, that's place like the fish, otherwise the joke isn't going to work. Right, new paragraph. The art of fishing is... It's... Lorimer? Lorimer? Yes? C- 
Could you not shower right now? I'm trying to dictate. Is that what you're doing? What's it for? I've been asked to put my name to a book about fishing. It's going to be called Real Hunting with Roy Steele. It's clever, you see, because it's real, like a fishing Are you using my tape recorder? What's yours is mine, Lorimer. We're not married, Roy. I know. I'm not an idiot. Why have you left the shower running? I'm not using the shower, Roy. Well, in that case, who's using our shower? Ah, hello, my dear. Hope that was refreshing. Suki! Yes, Roy. But... but... Yes, Roy? Why is she wearing one of your shirts? Ah, Chesterfield. Sir Maxwell. Ah, Suki, there you are. Take a memo and put some trousers on. Hmm, nice. I like what you've done with the place. Ooh, I like those. What do you call those things? Uh, they're shelves, Sir Maxwell. Mm, I like it. They'll catch on. Suki, call my patents man. I need to register these, what do you call them? Shelts. In the meanwhile, why don't you take a look at this file I found in my house? Hmm. Is that a good hmm? Or a bad hmm? A possible beast sighting. But the Beast of Albion? Mm. Where? I need to tell Griselda. Why do you need to tell Griselda? She's interested in my work. It gives us something to talk about. You know... I'm not sure we should go around telling people about the Beast of Albion, Roy. Chesterfield's right, Roy. Oh, thank you, Sir Maxwell. It's not often I say that. Mm, my mouth feels funny. Thank you, Sir Maxwell. My God. Mm. What's this photograph? That thing's hideous. That's a photo of our body. The man in that photo was killed to death some time last night, but not before he was singed. Singed horribly by some kind of fire. Um, it's singed. Singed. Really? That's not how it's spelled. Oh, and also he's got some bits of melted dog stuck to him. What's this place called? Unstable. Unstable, Roy. Now, why does that name ring a bell? Uh, Suki, pass me the newspaper. Oh, thank you, my dear. Are you making noises again? This is fascinating. Look, report an archaeological dig in the area. The dig will be investigating the old religions of the area, most notably the worship of a horned god. Roy, this could be it. The Beast of Albion. Right, well, I'll call Griselda. What? Well, we're bound to find the beast in about 20 minutes. That's how this normally works. Leaving me enough time to unleash a gag, you to groan a bit, then Griselda and I can enjoy the pleasures of the country. I'll pack a bag, shall I? Ah, thank you, driver. How much? Oh, you seem in a bit of a hurry. Perhaps the taxis are free round here. Pity could have dropped us a little closer to the village. Which way is it? We keep going this way, then turn a left. Well, you must be enjoying this, Roy. Chance to brush up on your hunting skills. I suppose you knew that from the position of the clouds or the wind on your face, that sort of thing. No, I read it on that sign over there. Still, it must be good to be back in the open. Well, I admit it's got the old juices flowing, but it's not quite the plains of Africa. I suppose even this must feel a little enclosed. Yes, and too few nightclubs. There aren't any nightclubs in the Serengeti. No, but I used to carry an inflatable one with me for emergencies. Hmm. Well, here we are, Roy. Unstable. Isn't it pretty? It's like something from a postcard. I don't like it. Oh, you're just pining for Soho, Roy. No, Lorimer. There's no station, no church, and most shockingly, that taxi driver wouldn't stop for his fee. Something's got my steel sense tingling. Oh, no. Oh, no what? Well, last time your steel sense started tingling, we got banned from that sauna. All right, 
Fine. Ignore my steel sense. At your peril. Yes, well, I think we better do some investigating of our own. I'm going to talk to that gentleman over there. The one sharpening his very sharp scythe. Oh, uh, yes. Um, excuse me, sir. Beast be with you, sirs. Uh, beast be with you? Uh, new to the village, are you? That's right, fellow. Not staying, are you? Well, maybe for a couple of days. We have some business here. There's no business for you, Anunciable, sir. There's no business at all. But the dig... Are you with them diggers, are you? Well, yes, we are. As you can see, I'm a fully trained archaeologist. I just love digging around in the ground and all that stuff. Is that a cravat? Yes, it is. It's to protect my neck from dust. I will. Just you watch yourself, sirs. There are things in that there barrow... Things you don't want to disturb. Look out for the portents, sirs. The portents? What portents? The portent of hops. It's the pub and it's over there. If you want a room. Salt! I told you my steel sense was tingling. I thought it was warning you of danger. It is. There's a dangerous amount of scotch in that pub that needs my attention. Uh, good afternoon. Peace be with you, gentlemen. What can I do for you? Hello there, madam. There's a rumour going round that you sell booze. Care to comment? Uh, just two rooms, my dear. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Boy, drink while you're waiting. Thank you. Uh, two scotches. And whatever he's having. Uh, nothing for me, thank you. It's a little early. <laughs> it's a, a lovely village... Yes, it was. Was? I'll put these on your bell, and I'll bring your keys presently. Oh, thank you. I'll... Oh, right, she's gone. They're a superstitious lot. More so since the death. They don't like strangers anymore. Please, sit down. I'm well-beloved. I'll be the judge of that. Dr. Allison well-beloved. I'm the head of the archaeological dig. What's left of it. And you are? My name is Steele. Roy Steele. It's a pleasure. Never heard of you. Marvellous. I'm Professor Lorimer Chesterfield. Now I've heard of you. You're the occultist, aren't you? Um, Well, I wouldn't put it quite like that. (laughs) Really? So how would you put it? I've seen that book of yours. Lorimer Chesterfield's Occult Annual 1969. I'm surprised by your attitude, Dr. Wellbeloved. I thought your dig was looking for evidence of ancient religious practices. A a horned god. (sighs) Practice and reality aren't the same. Just because this village worships the beast god, you'll believe that beast exists. Quite an unscientific attitude for such a supposedly clever man. Now, hang on a minute, lady. You can call Lorimer Chesterfield whatever you like. Lanky, bookmuncher, not much of a dancer, but the one thing no one calls him is unscientific. Unless you're talking about his hair. Thanks, Roy, I think. I'm sorry, Professor. The strain of the last few days is taking its toll. This dig was going so well... The recent earth tremors had unearthed two cups and a hat. One of them even had horns on it. The village seemed happy to have us here. All doors were open to us. They even did a little dance in our honour. The landlady here dressed up as a bull. I think it was a bull. It could have been a horse. I've never been any good at identifying animals. Roy, do you know what this means? That if we stay here long enough, they'll do a little dance for us? Horned cups. Costumes that look like bulls. A village without a church. This could be it. 
Um, <clears throat> Dr. Wellbeloved, did anyone mention to you the Beast of Albion? No. To be honest, since the death the other night, the village has changed. It's like they removed those doors and had a builder fill in the holes pretty sharpish. Probably with cement. Superstitious fools. Would you show us the site? I don't suppose it would do any harm. But start with any of that mystical nonsense and I'll have someone kick you off the site. And I do mean kick. Some of my students are quite ferocious. Quite an impressive humulus, Mr Steele. Thank you. These are my best trousers. Uh, she's talking about the barrow, Roy. It's a tumulus. It's a watchulus? A tumulus. It's Latin for small hill. This was a Neolithic burial site. It seemed the most obvious place to start. We think the artefacts we found were buried with one of the settlement's leaders. <laughs> Neolithic? Who was he? It's a historical time period, and we're much earlier than most recorded <sighs> beast sightings. Can I get into the dig itself? This could prove invaluable. No, Professor. The top of the barrow is as far as we go. But, Dr. Wellbeloved... If I, I could take you down, I would, but... You'll understand in a minute. We just need to get to the top and look at that. By my sainted grandmother. What the hell is that? I have no idea. We found it buried in the soil. If it wasn't completely impossible, I'd say it had been there for millions of years. It looks like a giant bull's head, but it's so dark I can't make out any real features. Just the horns. Exactly. Whatever it is, it's passed down into legend and helped create the weird religion that seems to have flourished in this village. Ha! So you could say it's haunted them all this time. Well, you could, but you probably shouldn't. And this is where the body was found. That's right. Old Bert, they called him. When we found him, fused to that dog of his, his hand touching the side of that thing, I closed the dig immediately. Dr. Wellbeloved, Alison... Surely this is proof of some kind of supernatural... Just because I don't understand what that thing does doesn't mean I'm ready to believe in monsters. But all the evidence is right there. Roy, what are you doing with that stone? What you science types should have tried ages ago. I'm bunging a rock at it. Oh! Nothing. Well, that's torn it. So, what now? I think we punch our way in. No, Roy, come back! It's perfectly fine, Lorimer. I just... Need to get down to that thing? Oh, Godmothers! So hot! Uh, Professor, look! That thing seems to be capable of generating tremendous heat. Uh, Roy, be careful! Your trousers! What in the hell? I'm wearing shorts! The heat from that thing has melted your trouser ends! But these are my action trousers! What did I tell you about man-made fibres? Oh! It's no use. I've been defeated by a giant bull's head. Don't tell my grandchildren. You don't have any. Well, that's all right, then. Drink? Well, you've never seen a barrow like that before. All that glowing. It's like daylight out there. The beast is angry. This kind of superstitious nonsense is helping no one. Whatever that thing is, there has to be a rational explanation. We just need to... Silence, Eretek! It's you and all your friends here who have brought down the wrath of the beast. We need to appease him. The beast must return to its long slumber. I don't like the sound of this. How do you propose to appease this beast? In the past, we would take a barrel of ale down to the barrel, set fire to it, and have a bit of a dance. Well, that sounds all right. But tonight, I think the beast will only be satisfied with the deaths of the free unbelievers. Burn them! 
Oh, marvellous. Right, now, wait a minute. Please, everyone. We came here as friends to understand the history of your village. We didn't come to harm you or bring down the wrath of your god. And whatever our differences, Professor Chesterfield and I are scientists. Let us try to find a solution to all this. Burnham! Dormer, they're getting frisky. Hello, boys. Having a party? Griselda! What are you doing here? I heard you were going beast hunting, so I thought you might need an expert by your side. I'm an expert. Now, Chesterfield, we all know what pride comes before, and that barrow's quite steep. You told her, didn't you, after I expressly told you not to. Now, Lorimer... How can I trust you when you blab your mouth around like there's a sail on mouths? Now, don't be angry, Chesterfield. If you want to blame anyone, blame me. But I'd rather you didn't. I'm not blaming anyone, my dear. But this could be terribly dangerous. Well, exactly. And Roy Steele's a precious commodity. Just like actual steel. Uh, no, Roy. I need to make sure he's well protected. I'm sure we both feel like that, eh, Chesterfield? Well, if we're all made up, let's celebrate with a drink. Who's for a cocktail? I'll warn you, though, I've had to teach Frida how to make them, and they're mainly beer-based. So what'll it be? A mild night out, or a stout gentleman from Verona? You choose, Roy. Right, well, I'll just get us both. Back in a minute. Close your mouth, Chesterfield. You look like a badger in a henhouse. What are you really doing here, Miss Promagrew? Oh, we're going to be tedious, are we, Chesterfield? Roy might be taken in by your charms, but you're not fooling me. Oh, really? Yes, really. Just who are you? Hasn't Roy told you? I can't remember. That boating accident, remember? In Central Europe. They've got lakes now, Chesterfield. Some of them are mighty impressive. Yes, well... You know what Roy is, Chesterfield? He's like an old wooden chair, Chesterfield. Sturdy, reliable, does well in dining rooms. And easily sat on. Well, Chesterfield, chairs do have their uses. What does that actually mean? Oh, I think you know, Chesterfield. I don't think I do. Or do you? No. Lorimer, darling, Dr. Wellbelove's standing by the window and not being rude to anyone. I think it might be serious. What's going on? The screams from the barrow are getting more intense. He is returning! Quick, build a pyre! Whoa there, missus! No one's burning anyone. I don't know what that thing is out there, but it's no angry god. Unless it's a god that doesn't like trousers. But we must save ourselves. The old ways demand a sacrifice. Look at you. This is the 1970s. No one should worship a big melty head thing in the ground. You're not hippies. Look at us. Just two simple men with simple tools. The brain and the fist. Give us a chance to put those tools to work like they're big fleshy hammers. Good work, Roy. I think they're changing their minds. If we don't get a result, then you can burn us. What? Agreed. I'm not sure about this. That thing burnt your trousers off. How do you propose to get close enough to it? Don't you worry your face about it. Leave all the thinking to me. I can barely move. What did you make these trousers out of? They're perfectly safe, old man. They're made from asbestos. I helped him with the sellotaping, Chesterfield. What do you think? I think you probably shouldn't be here. Right, now hang on a minute. No, no, Roy. Chesterfield's right, Roy. It could be dangerous. That there beast of Albion. Oh, didn't Roy say? It's not the beast of Albion. It's not? Well, in that case, Roy, stay here. It could be dangerous. Darling, I'll be fine. 
Danger is my middle name. I thought that was Stuart. If we've not finished that thing off in half an hour, I'll let you come and get us. What do you say to that? Sold. Right. Then keep my soup warm. Should we be doing something to help? You mean go in there with them, risk certain death, that kind of thing? Well, yes. <laughs> what say we let Chesterfield get singed first, see what happens then? Surely you don't mean that. Don't I? Oh, oh I mean, of course not. I'm just overcome with emotion for my poor Roy. Well, Roy, is it still hot? I can't sense any heat. I'm going to touch it. No, Roy! Ooh. What? It's cold. Hmm. Look at that. I am. That's not the Beast of Albion. Well, how do you know? You've never seen it. No, but there are many depictions in different time periods, and they're all pretty similar. But they don't look like that. They don't? No, the cranium is too bulbous, and the horns are... All right, I'll take your word for it. You can let go of it now, Roy. Actually, old man, I can't. What? My hand feels fused to the horn. Although... I think the horn itself is becoming loose. Maybe if I twist it... Be careful, Roy. I'd leave it out, Lorimer. It's always the same with you. Don't touch that horn. Don't punch that gorilla. Just let me do my thing, all right? There. See? I can let go now. Roy, look. Look. A tunnel. That must have been some kind of lever. Should we go in? Of course. You said yourself it's not the beast. But we don't know what it is. Then let's find out. Adventure awaits. After you. Roy, this thing's made of metal. Metal? I didn't know they had metal in the Neolithics. They didn't, Roy. Then their instruments must be out. No, I checked the readings myself. Whatever this thing is, it's definitely been here for millions of years. If it's not the Beast of Albion, why do they keep banging on about a beast? The beast is so ingrained in the folklore of Britain, any unexplained phenomena is called the beast... Like the Victorian serial killer. Which one? Um, the Beast. He used to wear hairy gloves and a big hat. People used to blame his crimes on the Beast of Albion. Right, I have no idea what you're going on about. Look, the tunnel's coming to an end. It's another door. Give me a hand, Roy. All right. Those cats. This place is huge. I know. Where's that light coming from? Some sort of phosphorescence in the walls. All right, now you're just making words up. Roy, stop. What is it? Should I get my fists warmed up? There's a body there. Oh, yes. Look at him. I think he's dead. You sure? Oops. (laughs) Yes, definitely dead. He's a bit weird looking. Look, he's all spindly and his head's massive. Ooh. He's got horns, too. My word. We must be in some kind of alien craft that crash-landed on Earth millions of years ago. Ancient aliens. That's a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The eyes don't lie, Roy. (laughs) You've never had four steel sunrises. It's now buried deep underground. All that's left poking out is that door handle in the shape of its head. So this is a spaceship? Yes, and judging by the position of that body, this poor chap must have been the pilot. This must be the cockpit. Oh, yes. Look, there are buttons in front of him. Um, Roy, I'm not sure that's a good idea. What? It's a derelict. You said so yourself. Well, yes, I suppose so. Oh, dear. Ah. The controls. They're lighting up. And why is the ground moving? It's not the ground that's moving. It's the ship. This button's flashing. Should I press it? No. But it might be the stop switch. Nope. I think we're taking off. 
Hold on to your hats, Lorimer. The monster hunters are going to space. Must be on autopilot. I don't want to go to space. When space comes calling, Lorimer, it's a call you can't ignore. Like that one from your mother. Quick, Roy. We have to move. Is it getting hot in here? Yes, I don't think it's supposed to be shuddering this much either. What else did you press, Roy? What else did you press? Nothing! Just the red button. There's lots of red buttons. Well, exactly. The energy's feeding back on itself. Come on, quickly, Roy. Quickly, get clear. Ah, that's better. Fresh air. There's nothing quite like... Run, Roy! There's something very wrong with that thing. Oh, what? It's just a spaceship from an alien civilization that's been buried on Earth for centuries, taking off and flying home. I don't think so. It's been dormant too long. I think it's going to explode. Well, what are you standing there for? Run! Roy! Darling! Dr. Wellbeloved, get down! This thing is about to blow! Cover your heads! Is that it? What's happening to it? It looks like it's melting. Fancy! Hmm, I can't be sure, but I think the excess power has discharged into the atmosphere, causing the unique melting effect. Uh, something about every reaction having an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, diodes? Uh, you don't know, do you? Oh, don't look at me like that. I haven't got a space degree, Roy. Are you okay? No. no this is very humbling. But it's definitely destroyed. It damn well is. Chalk another one up to the monster hunters. Take that, science! Griselda? Yes, Roy? Did you worry about me? Always, Roy. But then I remembered if there's one man who could kick an alien in the knees, it's Roy Steele. I like to think I could best any UFO. (laughs) (laughs) Now now you Martian it, I'm sure you can. (laughs) What's going on? Don't worry, they're always like this. I'm sure I could uh, monopolise the punching. How do you cope? Here, put these plugs in your ears. Oh, that's much better. So learnt me on that one. X, The Terror from Beneath was written and directed by Peter Davis and Matthew Woodcock. With Matthew Woodcock as Roy Steele, Peter Davis as Lorimer Chesterfield and Bert, Claire Suarez as Dr. Wellbeloved, Simon Kane as Sir Maxwell House and The Local, Katie Danbury as Frida the Barmaid, and Susie Kane as Griselda Promagrew. Engineered and edited by Peter Davis. Music supplied by Chaotic Creations, featuring music by Kevin MacLeod, with sound effects by Daniel Lomas. With thanks to Heather Duell, Laura Davis and Emma Gibbs. Visit our website at www.themonsterhunters.com. This was a Newgate production. It's very simple, right? If it's got fins, it's a fish. If it's got wheels, Mm -hmm. it's a car. Always? Most of the time. I've got these flashcards, okay? Yeah, go on. This one. Fish. We'll try this one, okay? This one? That is a car? Uh, We'll come back to this. Oh, hello there. Hello. Fancy seeing you here. We can't actually see you. Sorry. I can. Oh, right.
Welcome to the Monster Hunters, talking about hunting monsters. So today we're talking about Series 2, Episode 4, X, the Terror from Beneath. This is our first foray, sort of, into science fiction. Yeah. I mean, apart from Mantis, obviously, which is a robot, so that's yes. science fiction. This is kind of comes from things like, well, Hammer did um, X, the Unknown. And this, is, this is your territory now. We're talking and about. also they, they licensed and did a version of the Quatermass Experiment. Now, mm-hmm. Quatermass Experiment... It's a famous 1953 BBC TV series that they then turned into a film called The Quatermass Experiment. Mm-hmm. I stress the X because X. what they did is they took the E off the front. They did, and made didn't it they? Experiment X because, because of course X rated. So so X was kind of the dangerous letter and it's also the unknown. So it's mm-hmm. it's playing on that and a lot of this is kind of riffing on Quatermass. But most importantly and, and probably the best of the three original Quatermass serials is Quatermass of the Pit. Mm-hmm. Quatermass of the Pit is about some... They're, they're building a housing estate in a place called Hobbs Lane. Hobb being an old name for the devil. And uh, they, they're digging down into the, into the earth and they discover a spaceship buried in the earth, millions of years old. Mm-hmm. And, and it's full of skulls and things and Neolithic man. And the gist of it is basically that this spaceship came from Mars and things within the spaceship and within the Martian civilization influenced mankind. And so yeah. that's kind of what comes out because in this, the spaceship is buried beneath in, mm-hmm. in the bottom of a pit and has what appear to be horns on the top. And so that has fed into this kind of mythology of the Beast of Albion. And what we're what we're saying with this one is actually that the mythology of the Beast of Albion, this thing that we're looking for, is permeating deep within the, uh, the kind of folk culture mm-hmm. of Britain. And also it's, it's one of my favourite settings, which is the English village. So it's also referencing the Avengers again, um, an episode called Maneater of Surrey Green, which is written by Robert Banks Stewart, who wrote uh, Terror of the Zombies, Zygons for Doctor Who and Seeds of Death, and later created a popular 80s detective series, Bergerac. Well, there you go. Look at that. So it's playing on old horror films, but especially on the works yeah. of Nigel Neal. I've not seen any of these things. I you know. should go and watch see... So I need to switch find, this off right now. Switch this I need off. to go and watch this. Peter's off to watch Quatermass in the Pit, Bye. as are you, and you can come back. When you've watched it, you can stroke your chins and go, <laughs> mm, yes, I know what we're talking about now, because it's a very good... The reason I've seven. been very quiet for the last five minutes is because this is clearly Matthew's territory we're talking about. Yes, but it is. For me, when I was writing this, I was riffing on a Stephen King novel called The Tommyknockers. Oh, no, tell <laughs> me about is, The Tommyknockers. Well, it's very similar, which I'm sure he was influenced by some yes, of these earlier things I as well. Yes, I think he was. Actually. Definitely was. This was in the 80s. It was during Stephen King's Coke phase, where he actually I, I can't... Another glass of, of sweet, refreshing yeah. Coke. Yes. Cherry he, Coke. I think Cherry he, Coke's he mine, drank a favorite. bit too much of it at one you, time. Is that it? Is yes. that what he was talking and about? And he actually he said once he can't remember writing much of the Tommy Knuckers. I've never had that. When I've had a Coca-Cola or something like that, yeah. other soft Let's drinks Let's talk about this later on, okay. Matthew. I'll explain... A bit more later. Um, so we have some more new actors in this episode. We employed new actors. We did. Two fantastic actresses who we have worked with again since this episode, which we can't talk about now because we, that would be a spoiler. Okay. One of them, at some point in the future, is a werewolf. That's what I'm going to oh. say. That's what I'm going to say. So uh, one of them is Katie Danbury, who's a very, Katie very Danbury. talented actress. She plays Frida, the barmaid, oh, in this yes. episode, um, who wants to burn us. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, she does. Quite, quite vocally. And very good she was too. She was. And we also have Claire Suarez. Yes. Who plays Dr. Alison Wellbeloved. I think I came up with that name. I think you definitely did. Yeah. I like old English sounding surnames and also things Of course. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I'm sure you're all sitting over at the Yellow Pages or a phone book looking at some now and going... That's a nice one. <laughs> or if you're not, why aren't you? Maybe you should get a copy of the phone book on eBay, for example, <laughs> or any other auction site that might exist. Uh, the episode ends with us almost going into space. It does. <laughs> Which was always it was always going to be a gag to make the audience think for a second we might actually be going to space yes. there, and then we clearly don't. It's a bit like the gag in series one where we go to America and then leave yeah, straight Yeah, for about three seconds. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we've always said it would be funny when we jump the shark to do an episode set entirely in space. Yeah. And this is as close as we get to doing that. As you will so have just far, heard. We haven't so done far. one yet set in space. But maybe, maybe we should. Do you maybe. think we should? If you do, perhaps you'd like to write us a letter. I'm not going to tell you the address myself. But if you take every seventh word from this particular conversation, this it will spell out Lame. a clue that will show you a direction to go to Turn. that will then point towards where we live. Right, that's enough of that then. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you could tweet us on the Twitters. At Hunting Monsters. Okay, but also, one of the other things about this episode is there are actual, genuine TV programmes about ancient aliens on the actual TV. People really believe this stuff. And well, they... that's, it's all in that area of Eric Von Daniken and things like that. The idea of human life being seeded by spacemen mm. is a big kind of 60s and 70s, but like late 60s, 70s kind of thing. Yeah. Eric Von Daniken. I don't know who he is. You I will should look go it and up. type that into. If you go down your nearest branch of Google <laughs> and ask them, okay. they will tell you all about it. I will. Yeah. Tomorrow. Do it now. Oh, okay. All right. I'll talk to these cats. All right. You can go off all right, then. to See the Google. Later. That's nice. It's just it's just you and me now. I think at this point it's it's time for a little song. Now, this is a song I've. Uh, no, sorry, I've, they're closed. What? No. I'll, go, I'll go tomorrow. Just, I was going to. You weren't going to sing, were you? No. Mm. So, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. It I does, think. I think, probably. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Very informative conversation. I think there's some nuggets of gold in there. We've given you some gold nuggets. Because we wanted you to have a little bit something more from us to you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.